Take TPV Radio with you 24-7. Just download live 365 app from your Apple or Google Play Store. Like us on Facebook at TPV Radio or www.tpvradionetwork.com. Walk with us, family. Let's go. You're listening to The Voice. The Summit Voice Radio Network. Are you ready to walk? Let's go. You're listening to the Samus Voice Radio Network with your boy Samus Voice. Walk with us, family. Let's go. Starting with the Thomas Voice Reloaded on Sundays at 2 p.m. Central Standard Time. Then the Thomas Voice presents by booking only Tuesdays. It's the Grub at 1 p.m. Followed by Victory Over the Weights of Life with Sister Deanne Green at 6 p.m. Thursdays, Real Talk. With Pastor Byron Sago at 4.30. Followed by Dorothy Patterson, the reality coach, at 6 p.m. Friday, Music of the Spirit with Trey Milner at 4.30 p.m. And Saturdays is our double hitter. And it starts with Saturday for Bet with Sister Lorraine Brown with Roberta Jones at 11 a.m. Central. Followed by Brother Don Presents with Pastor Gene Homer at 4 p.m. Also download Live 365 and search the Thomas Voice Radio Network and you're in there. You can also follow us on Facebook at TPV Radio or visit our website www.tpvradionetwork.com. Walk with us family. Let's go. You're listening to the hottest, most off-controversial, off-the-meters Christian radio station in the land. In the land. The Psalmist Voice Radio Network. Are you ready to walk, family? Let's go! You never heard Christian radio quite like this. Like this. Get your fix 24-7 on the Psalmist Voice Radio Network. Radio Network. It is, it, is, it is now time to get your spiritual fix and uplifting word with yours truly, the psalmist voice. If this is the hottest Christian radio show on the planet, are you ready, are you ready to walk? To walk? Let's go! You're listening to the Spin Award nominated. It's the psalmist voice. We're going right now on TPV Radio. What's good, family? It's your boy, the Thomas Voice, a.k.a. Pastor Christopher Newton. And you're listening to the Thomas Voice Radio Network. Walk with us, family. Let's go! you 
got nobody to turn to Just hold on and I'll find you
And they keep, they keep uh, plowing the snow back into everywhere I dug it out. So uh, it's, a, it's a reoccurring nonsense. But uh, listen, I've learned to live with the conditions. And uh, I think this is the way life is. Once you know what life throws at you, rather than keep talking about it, you have to learn to just know what this is all a part of life. So I'm learning to live with the conditions of snow, and um, yeah, it's all good. It's all yeah, good. Sir. So little, little, little cool, but good. <laughs> well, they do say back up the east that when you have that snow and that cold weather, it keeps you looking young. And, you know, I must say that a fossil looks the exact same way that I remember him. I'm just saying, I, you know, I don't know. Maybe it's the cryo weather out there in Jersey. But, yeah, you know, age is nothing when you keep that skin tight with all that weather going on out there in the East Coast. I'm just saying, you know, I aged a lot since I moved to Texas. Just this freezing weather, like it kind of puts you in the refrigerator. You see some of those sci-fi movies where they they froze somebody for years. Maybe that's it. Uh, I've been I've been frozen and unfrozen. Man, and, and that's and that's the funny part, man. It it is what it is. But you know, again, we thank God for everything that He's doing, man. And of course, you know, y'all know what's going on in our nation. We don't do all that news and all that stuff. We got plenty of people to listen to that. But we do lift up our nation and its leaders. That is our mandate to do. Make sure you just lift them up in your prayers. Keep your family in your prayers as well. Also, it's Black History Month. Yeah, Black History Month. So, family, remember the history. It took us a long time to get where we are, and we Still got a lot of work to do, but at least we have a month to commemorate all those men and women that came before us. And also, if you missed Patrick Go's sermon on just that, catch him. You need to get that. Go to Byron Saigo on Facebook Live. You can go to Light of Hope Fellowship Ministries on Facebook Live. He preached on that, and boy. What about that cold? But when we do shout out to Alan Pasteco, talk about that cold he was talking about. But uh, yeah, it was very interesting. Oh. Of course, we've been nominated again. Thank God for the 2021 Stellar Award. We've been nominated for the best radio, internet radio station for 2021. And also, the uh, Thomas Woods Reloaded again was nominated for a host or radio host of the year 2021, something like that. But you'll get more of that information as we go on. But we thank God for the open doors because I'm telling you, in this line of work, as they say, you were the small fish in the big pond. But God continues to open open doors as long as we continue to put our trust in God. Anything and everything is possible. So let me go ahead and get my shout-out. Shout-out goes out to my first lady, Shanice Newton, over here, CPV Radio, CPV Ministries. 
We got a lot going on this year, and we thank God for it. Also to my kiddos, CJ, Tajanik, Jalen, Tyreek, Ian, and Tajane. Daddy loves you all to pieces. And I can't forget my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Because without him, y'all, for real, for real, I wouldn't be here talking to you right now, let alone preaching the gospel. Just saying. Well, anywho, that's my plug-in. You can listen to us on Facebook Live right now on the Summit Sports Radio Network page. You can also listen to us on www.cbvradionetwork.com. So, I'm done with all my plugs. So, Patrick, say go. You have the floor. Man. Hey, I appreciate you. Appreciate you. Hey, check it out, ladies and gentlemen. Hey, definitely to begin with, hey, thank God. Um, you know, my, my wife, Lady Sago, hey, uh, my kids, my, my, my two grown kids, hey, um, everybody's riding with their light of Hope Fellowship Ministries, blessings on the block, community outreach. I want to, hey, listen, y'all, congratulations to TPV Radio Network for another year being nominated for Spinner World. And look, they deserve it. And last year, it wasn't a year, but look, I'm going to tell you, this year is going to be that year because they have a lot going on, a lot of stuff that's touching people. So big shout out to TPV Radio, Pastor Chris Newton, ladies and ladies, Newton, everybody, all of the TPV Radio family that's doing the thing that is that is out there putting God's word out there and uh through through the through the, the, the format and the platform that God has laid on uh Pastor Chris and Lady Shanice uh their 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 heart. So hey big shout out to them. Congratulate them. I salute them for their nomination again this year. And I truly believe this year is gonna be the year. This year is gonna be the year. So uh big shout out to them. Um so, hey, Pastor Chris kind of put me on the spot a little bit about the message on uh, on, on on Friday. Um, <laughs> look, it was called to uh, it, was, it was called uh, uh, sticking to the G code. So, uh, and uh, look, look, hey, we 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 gotta understand that the the, the the commands that God gave Moses to 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 give to God's people. Um, look, we think they aren't relevant in our lives today. But they still are relevant in our lives today because we know Christ has told us that until the end of time, the law still gonna stand. The law still gonna stand. Yeah. Now that law, that 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 the, those commandments ain't gonna get us into heaven. Like I said, they ain't gonna get us in. They might get us to the door, but they ain't gonna get us in. So we gotta understand, ladies and gentlemen, we gotta stick to the G code because that G code, that code that that God gave God's people uh in in uh, through through Moses to be to to be different and to be prosper to th- that that's still relevant for us today. Now can we keep them all? No. And we ain't going to keep them all. Let's 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 be real about it. But hey, the G code, ladies and gentlemen, G code. If you want to check it out, hey, go back look on Facebook. You see it. I can't remember some of the stuff I said, but <laughs> but 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 look, go and check it out. Uh and I appreciate uh, Pastor Chris for uh, for shouting me out on that and uh, and Apostle, I, I appreciate you, sir. I salute you, sir, for all that you do. And it's a pleasure to be to be with you and and to hopefully get to get to know you a little bit better, sir. Oh yeah. Well, Apostle, well, Apostle, get your shout outs yes, on. You have the floor. Well, listen, we um, I definitely give a shout out to my wife and all my daughters and. 
the New Vision Ministry family, the Illuminated Word family, uh, Bishop-elect Keith Lighty, uh, all the elders, all the saints of God uh, around the world. I just bless God for all of them. And uh, it's just a great um, uh, opportunity to be able to be here with you. And uh, congratulations on uh, when they say you, you won something for the Sinners Award. That means when you stop, you know, you're, you're still just spinning like cars after a stoplight or uh, but you know what? We have a very unique ministry, um, you know, and I'm so I'm so proud of it. Really, glad to be a part of it. And uh, but you know, my shout out to all the saints of God that love the Word of God that will tune in, that will follow me, and hopefully that following will continue to increase to bless you. And uh, so you know, God bless everybody. Amen. Well. I got to give a verbal typo. It's the 2021 Stellar Award. Yeah, that, that's what we got nominated for this year. We were nominated last year and this year again, and we are definitely excited for that. If you don't know what the spent, what the, or see, I said it now. See, they, <laughs> it's contagious. Well, we just called it. We're going to be on the Spinning Awards again this year. It's all good. But the Stellar Awards, if you're not familiar with it, it's for it's for gospel music, uh, CCM. It's an award show. It's kind of like the Grammys for gospel music. And it's also a platform for uh, indie artists as well. Also, uh, major market radio stations, internet radio stations like like us. So it gives us a platform to be recognized, but just to be nominated is awesome and cool. I can't really, you know, put words to it. God has just been doing so much, and all I've been doing is just taking the autopilot and letting God do what he does. So that's just how it is. That's how we feel about it. And I got to thank the TPV radio family, all the ministers, the apostles. That are on the network Because without you guys None of this would be possible You bring all of your elements Of what God gave you And you came here to TPB Radio And I honor all of you For your respective ministries As well as Co-laboring with TPB Radio It is an awesome Awesome, awesome privilege To have all of you on here And two of my best guys are on here today and I thank God for both of you for keeping me straight because sometimes I wanted to just go straight ham and cheese and just say you know what I'm tired of this popularity game I'm done but you know what that's what the devil wants he wants that intimidation factor to stay in your in your soul so then you just pack up and leave but no you know God didn't make quitters so that's how it is. That's what how excited I am. But anyway, we got a hot topic, and it's going to go down, and it goes like this. How to have a relationship with God when I can't keep one. Uh-oh. Yeah. How can I have a relationship with God or Jesus Christ when I can't keep one? Yeah, I'm lost. I need some help. 
Well, I'm glad you asked, because we got Pastor Sego, we got Apostle Dr. Farsell Walker in the panel, and most of the other guys will come in just a few minutes, but we're going to get this thing started. So, family, y'all know what time it is. Right. But I just got to know one thing. Are you ready? No, I said, are you ready? P, 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 radio and virtual family, are you ready to walk? Well, I'm ready to walk. Pastor say go, Apostle Walker, are you ready to walk? Let's get it. Let's get it. Let's go. You know how we do. We got to break it in with some music. And, of course, we going to bring it back old school. So y'all know it. Y'all know in a bit what we're about to do. But we got Blue Lucas and Praise with I Believe and also Todd Delaney's new joint, Revelation 4, you are listening to the hottest, most controversial, off the meat rack, Christian radio show in the land. It's Summer Sports Reloaded, and when we come back, we going to know how to have a relationship with God when I don't know how to keep one. Keep it locked, family. We'll be right back. Don't you dare move a muscle.
This is Pastor Bill Jenkins of Destiny Christian Center in Rancho Cucamonga, California, and you're listening to the Psalmist Voice Radio Network. Walk with me, family. Let's go! And now, for the thousands in attendance and the millions watching around the world, ladies and gentlemen, uh, let's get ready to rumble! 
Evening Color on Facebook Live. Check us out there or www.tpbradionetwork.com. And we are live. Family, this is the TPB icebreaker for today's hot topic. How to have a relationship with God or Jesus when I don't or can't keep one. I'm lost. Here we go. Here's the icebreaker. Developing a closer relationship with God is an admirable goal and reflects a heart that is truly reborn. For only those who are in Christ's desire a closer relationship with God. We must also understand that in this life, we will never be so as close to God as we ought to be or desire to be. The reason for this is lingering sin in our lives. This is not a deficiency on God's part, but on ours. Our sin remains a barrier to the full and complete fellowship with God, which we will, which we will be realized when we're in glory. And that was the TPP icebreaker for today. How to have a relationship with God or Jesus when I can't keep one. We got the familiar in the building, Pastor Sego, Apostle Walker, and we have, can't forget, the chaplain. What's good? Praise and praise and family. Just blessed to be here another Sunday. Bless everybody, everybody's family. In the name of Jesus, let's get it rolling, brother. Yes, sir. So we've been talking about this thing called relationships. Now, just to do a quick recap from last week, we went into it. We got into the five basic things we can do to have a closer relationship with Jesus Christ. Now, of course, we have a lot of practical things that we learn before we come to Christ as far as relationships. Some of us learn from our uncle or auntie or TV, you know, the basic stuff. But none of us really got a full grasp of what a relationship is. Now, when we stated in the icebreaker that there's a barrier between us and God as far as the sin. Yes, our bodies, we are of a sinful nature. nature. But the grace of God is so awesome that he's a, he allows us to draw closer to him as we seek closer to being with God relationally. Now, people look at relationship in all different facets. They look at it on a sexual preference. They look at it from a mental. They look at it from TV, all this stuff. But see, we were never truly taught how to have true relationship. And see, this is the thing that we will get into in this series because in order for us to draw closer to God, we got to know how to have a relationship. So we started off with the first thing we could do to have a closer relationship with God. And that's to make a daily habit of 
going to your father or going to Jesus Christ, like confessing to him, being transparent. I'm not talking about going to confession. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm not talking about talking about Shondas and Hondas and all that stuff. I'm not talking about that. Just going to him to confess to him, talk to him like we're talking to you. We don't got to get all super theatric, which we're doing in these days, to ask God to continue to forgive us and to fix us and to draw us closer to him. That's number one. Number two, we need to listen when God speaks. Now, we have a lot of different interpretations with this one. A lot of people say they experience a supernatural experience of hearing God's voice. But also, the, tr- the, the key is you hear God's voice when you open up his word. Uh-oh. We got lost with that one. Because we, we were taught all this stuff in, in, in church. We were taught all this religious stuff with the Hondas and Shondas and layings on their hands, all this stuff. Oh, I can hear God. I'm getting a rhema word from God. Ladies and gentlemen, y'all need to hear the voice of God right now. All this stuff. But all you got to do is go to the word to hear God's voice. Also, we went to number three where we speak to him through prayer. Now, this is another big thing. We got Psalms 23. Everyone recites that. All that stuff, but it's not necessary now. All we have to do again is talk to Christ. All we have to do is go to Him in our prayer. So you mean to tell me, Psalmist, the 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 twenty third Psalm isn't a valid prayer? I'm not saying that, but you have to understand as you grow in God, you develop a conversation. Which means you don't need the guide to do that. You could just go to him, period. And then we stop at number four. And we could go depth into this. And to have a closer relationship with God is to find a body of believers that regularly worship and grow together. Now, we have been accustomed to go to the physical building, which we know as, in today's time, the church. Now, we are the church. Your body is the temple. You, as an individual, you are the church. Uh Uh-oh, what is he talking about? So you mean to tell me I can't go to church, Psalmist? No, that's not what I'm saying. What I am saying is, is that you can build your relationship with regular fellowship and growing together with men and women of God that keep you accountable and also that can help you grow spiritually. That you can have church right there. We're actually having church right now. Two and three are gathered together in my name. I am in the one. Miss, so you're having church right now if you're watching us virtually and hearing us virtually or on the radio we are having church see we make so many different idols on different things we are so busy making the church the building 
an idol that we have the understanding if you draw closer to God, he will draw closer to you. God invites us. He commands us to come into his presence and worship. So, first question on the table. How can we, his people, fail to respond in the regular worship of Jesus Christ? So, we're going to go to Pastor Sago first, then we got Apostle, and then we'll go to Chaplain. So, Pastor Sago, you have the floor. Amen, amen. Thank you, bro. I, I, I want to go back and I want I want to talk about one thing that you said, man. It, it was it kind of it kind of sparked my attention. Um, yes, sir. And then I'll, I'll get to the question. Um, when you talk about you know uh, hearing uh, hearing the voice of God, or you know we we have we have people who who uh, who say, well, you know, um, um, I have uh, uh, God spoke to me, and. What has been happening when, when when we do that type of stuff, man, is is like um, um, uh, people are, are are seeming to uh, put themselves out there that they that, that, that they hear God's that they hear God's voice um, uh, audibly, like 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 we're talking right now. Now look, let me tell you something about that. Now, if somebody says that they have that something that 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 God spoke to them. And they had a conversation with God like we have in conversation right now. Look, I'm not saying that they haven't, but I'm gonna tell you right now that 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 that, that we have to be careful with that. Because there were only a few people, very, very few people in the Bible, all right, that 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 heard the true voice of God, that 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 talked to God like we're talking right now. And when that happened, if we look at the Bible, when that happened. There were there, there were there were supernatural things that happened. There were changes. There were there were uh, lives were changed. Uh, uh, worlds were were, were changed. Uh, um, certain things were it, it, it ignited. Uh, nations were formed when a person that God selected to to talk to audibly like that. Okay. So 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 you know when when, when that happens if, if God spoke to you audibly if God spoke to somebody audibly like we talking right now the first thing I'm gonna say is okay well uh, um, if God told you to do something audibly then why are you still sitting in the same spot you still sitting in all right and then number two if God spoke to you audibly I'm gonna tell you well what doctor you seeing and that doctor need to give you some more medicine all right. So we, we, we got to understand that, that that hearing the voice of God is, is, is something really, really touchy that we got to be careful with. we telling people about. All right. So I just I just I didn't want to say that I want to get that. So so the, 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 the answer your question, um, I'm off track. What was that question? One more time. Uh, the question was, how can we, his people, fail to respond in regular worship, fellowship, and growth. Okay, well, I think I well, I think we we, we fail to respond uh, because we our 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 hearts our hearts may not be there. Um, uh, sometimes uh, we may not be there um in our in, in in our minds there might be something that we may be dealing with that might that, that kind of has got us off uh uh off uh, off off kilt so 
um, I think there's a there's a various number of things that that, that we that we deal with that will that can kind of throw us off. Uh, no matter who you are, um, we have bad days and we have good days, and and a lot of times uh, those bad days that we have, especially if we're Christian, those bad days are, are bad days on purpose. Those those bad days are the are the days that that God uh, allows or permits in our lives on purpose. To uh, to 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 build us to be more like uh, like Christ. So I think what what happens is I, I think there could be a various number of things. Um, it could be you, you're having a bad day and that, that day is, has your focus off. Um, uh, it could be we could be dealing with something and that that thing we're dealing with could could have our focus thrown off and uh, we're not where we're supposed to be at. But one thing I want to encourage the people to understand is that even when we have those bad days, even when we have those issues, those situations where our focus is off, we got to be able to fix our focus. And we got to be able to understand that our focus needs to be on Christ, even in the midst of our trials, our troubles, and what we're dealing with. And we got to understand that, 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 that those things that we're dealing with, especially if we follow Christ, if we'll follow Christ, those things that we're dealing with aren't just things that we're just dealing with. All right, those yeah. those 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 pains and those problems that we're dealing with, they ain't ain't nobody joyful about going through pain. But what we need to be joyful about is why we're going through the pain. We need to be joyful about the purpose of what, or why we're going through it. So, I think there's a number of things why why, why we find ourselves, uh, well, we can find ourselves off at, um, and it could be it could be it could be just. The things that we deal with in life It could be the battle that we're dealing with in life That that could throw us off And um, we just got to be cognizant of that And understand that, that Everybody's going to have those days Where God is working on them And, and they may be going through something And we got to be understanding about that too So um, I think that's, that, that's my take on that Amen Apostle Walker I know yes, you got a breakdown On this one you have the floor. All right. Well, uh, I, I think, you know, it's, it's, uh, just to say, brothers, I think it's a little deeper than that. We all have glitches in in our in our makeup. We all have little glitches. Uh, nobody's perfect. We understand that. But that doesn't necessarily kill anything because you got glitches in marriage, you got glitches in friendships, you got glitches in church. But but I think what we what we're looking at is is the long haul when something happens in a repetitive fashion for a long period of time so so what happens that ends up in other words if you're not praying and it's listen we're not praying every day but when you're not praying on a consistent basis prayer is the thing that brings intimacy between god and the individual so when you're in a constant prayer communication with god that brings a, a closer intimacy. So if you're not doing that on the regular basis, now I'm not saying you miss the day. That doesn't make your relationship go off. But you're not praying for for long periods of time. That can have uh, ramifications on the relationship. So you know your prayer. You know when uh, I think Pastor Seiko said uh, when when you're not dealing with you know people saying I'm hearing the voice of God. Well, if you're in the Word of God, you will hear the voice of God. Because I believe that's the voice that 
uh, that many people don't really hear. They're looking for this audible voice like uh, Moses, um, you know, received from God or, or you know, as, as Paul received when he fell on the road to the mass. They're looking for that audible voice. And, and that is not the way God directly, and I'm not saying it couldn't happen, but it's not directly the way God deals with us. So when we talk about it, I look at the long haul. I don't look at the short haul because we're all going to have days where we feel fragile. We feel non-responsive. But, but that, if that continues on for a long period of time, it's going to begin to wear on the relationship. You're not praying. Prayer is simply communication. You you can shut down, not have communication. That's going to destroy relationships. Now, it won't destroy God's relationship, per se, the way it does uh, humans. But what it does, it destroys your relationship because you need that communication. You need to hear what God has to say. So, so I, I think when we look at it that way, uh, if I'm not in that consistent mode of reading the word because if I know the word of God, I'll know the will of God. And I'll, I'll know his voice. And uh, if I'm praying to him, then I'm communicating. That means I allow, when you communicate, you talk, other person listens. They talk, you listen. That's called reciprocal. So you need that reciprocal interaction, but without it, the relationship's going to go Alive. It's going to go south, if you will. So so that's what deters, I believe, a lot of relationships. We're not consistent in the things we need to do with God. Amen. Chaplain, we haven't heard from you in a while, man. Same question applies, man. Yeah. Good question, because this is my battle every day, you know, and, and I take a call from a page from Apostle Paul. You know, the things I would not do, I find myself doing. I mean, this flesh is not saved. And we have to be very careful and, and remind ourselves that our soul is saved and our minds are being renewed and be better people, but this flesh is nothing to play with. And um, Paul talks about this in Romans uh, 8. And he said it's the flesh and the spirit of enmity. One another, and that's our big. The enemy, Satan, is not our biggest battle. It's the flesh. It's our human will, and uh, the blood. John says in Revelation 12 that we overcome Satan by the blood of the Lamb and word of our testimony. So we know that he is the enemy, but the blood defeats him. But one thing that we have to constantly battle um, is the, the 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 members, the flesh. And um, this is something that uh, Christians get arrogant about. We think, you know, because God is using them and they're anointed and the kingdom is, is advancing and we need that. We pray for that. And Jesus said that has to happen, but it doesn't mean you lose your discipline. I've lost my discipline in, in faith um, in ministry from time to time in 20 plus years. I, I know what it's like. And it's because I, I really stopped putting the flesh on the altar, like the man of God said, prayer, um, consistent prayer. Um, Paul said men should pray always and not faint. Um, you know, a, a, a diet that's healthy, um, not giving the flesh everything at once. And this is a battle. 
I'm no expert in it, but I'm learning that um, I have to crucify every day. And some days we don't, you know, and we just have to really reevaluate things and um, let the Holy Spirit um, really lead us and, and help us to crucify the flesh. Amen. Amen. So, finally, to close the five steps, finally, a closer relationship with God is built upon a life of obedience. Okay, this is a big one. Chaplain, just hit this out of the park. We are constantly battling. I don't care how deep you are. I don't care how high you are in the status quo of preachers and teachers. You are going to battle. Now, obedience. Jesus told his disciples in the upper room, now, if you love me, keep my commandments, which is in John chapter 14, verse 23. Also, John tells us that we must submit ourselves to God through obedience, resisting the devil, and draw near to God. Now, we will draw he he will draw near to us, which is in James chapter four, verse seven and eight. Also, Paul tells us in Romans that our obedience is our living sacrifice of thanksgiving to God. Also, Romans twelve and one we must keep in mind that all biblical exhortations to obedience are presented as our response to the grace of God we receive in salvation. So, we don't earn salvation through our obedience. Rather, it is the way we show our love and gratitude towards our God. Now, so through transparency, through Bible study, through ironing, sharpening iron, regular prayer, you can also add attending your local assembly and obedience. We can develop a closer relationship with God. Now, it seems rather simple if not simplistic. But consider this. Here's another question. How do we develop a closer relationship with other believers? Uh-oh. This is a big one. You mean to tell me? Not- yeah. So if I go to church every Sunday... I develop a relationship with my fellow believers. No, that's not the case. See, this is what I'm this is what I'm seeing with this, and I I thank God for this series because what He does, what He wants ultimately is us. He wants us to be submissive to Him in a way where we can be transparent enough to be effective in our relationships with other believers. See, some of us got a pride issue, gentlemen. We we don't want to put our mantle on the hook and listen or be mentored or be tutored because we got our own 
revelation because we've been educated in this thing. We got hundreds of thousands of people that go to our assembly. I don't need you to tell me how to develop my character and to be closer to God. See, that's the problem right there. We got pride issues. That's the problem, especially in this. We get, yeah, we get our thumping on the chest like gorillas, and we fighting over territory and ministries and all this nonsense. What makes us stronger is if we're able to develop healthy biblical relationships with our people we come in contact with. The problem is, gentlemen, we have this thing called the crab effect. Uh-oh. What does that mean? I don't know what that means, Thomas. I'm glad I'm glad you asked me. So the crab effect is when someone is the crab is trying to crawl out the barrel, right? To try to escape. Then the other crab comes from behind and tries to pull him down. And see, we've been doing this for far too long. So I have the perfect panel here to answer this question. So how do we develop closer relationships with other believers or even other pastors or ministers of the faith? So pastors say, go, you got the first question. Give me the answer. Real talk. Pastor say, go, you have the floor. Look, man, I think like 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 you said, bro, and you you and I, we 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 often we often have talked about this, man. We have to we, we got to be able to 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 get to get out of ourselves, man, and 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 be able to be able to be to have the willingness, all right, to build those relationships. We got to be able to have those willingness because here's what I've here's what I've experienced, all right. Um, if you're not in the clique. All right. If you not if, if if you if you not in that in that in that in that 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 circle, then don't nobody want to have nothing to do with you because you're not in that circle because you don't you don't you don't preach like this and the people at your at, at your church don't dress like this and by being able to come together and put all that stuff to, uh, aside, all right, put all the 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 additives and the preservatives to the side, we can build relationships. And when we build those relationships, we can do more for God's people when we when we when we build those relationships. And building those relationships comes from getting out of ourselves and 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 and, and understand that we ain't all that. We 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 special because we, we we we're God's creation, but we ain't all that. And Uh-oh. that's the problem. We can't have those relationships because people think that they all that. People people think that I'm special because because I have a a a a a, 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 a five thousand uh ten thousand square foot church building, all right, and and you at home in your garage, then I'm better than you, all right. That 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 has nothing to do with that, you know. And we got to be able to come together. We got to be able to put all that that all those additives and preservatives to the side. All right, and be able to come together and build those relationships, and that, that that's no more than than calling someone and checking on them. 
Hey, 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 how you doing? You good? You 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 okay? What you need? How's everything going? What's going on? How can I help you? Hey, well, how how about we come together and do this together? And 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 just like you said too, uh uh Pastor Chris, people think that you have relationships just because you go to church on Sunday, you spend an hour and a half with a person on Sunday and they think that uh, well, uh, I got a, I, I got a relationship with that person. No, it, it it goes it goes beyond that. It goes being able exactly. to 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 check on that person and understand, hey, what's going on? How you doing? Getting be, being able to know more about that person, being able to to uh, to to let that person know that I'm there with you, being able to talk to that person real, being able to listen to that person. Uh, being able to 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 be there for that person and being able to get it and being able to get that that person a uh, good true uh, sound godly understanding wisdom advice about hey well look man you're wrong in that situation bro I'm sorry man you 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 you're wrong you 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 way wrong that's how we build those relationships we we got to build those relationships by coming together by coming together. Not staying apart because you you can't mm. build a relationship by staying apart. If you marry, or uh, for instance, I can tell you when when, when I was when I was um, uh, uh, courting my wife, I had to I, I had to I had to be close to her. I couldn't yes. I, I couldn't be close uh, I couldn't be far away from her to build a relationship to ask her to marry me. I, I had to, had to be close to her. I had to call her. I had to go check on her. I had to had to see about her. I had to be able to to be there for her and and and, and listen. And that's the same thing when it comes to relationships uh, with with without with our fellow Christian brothers and sisters. We got to be able to be there for each other to build those relationships to make them to make them stronger. If we don't do that, right. then we we're not we're not building a relationship. We're just doing something. So that's my thought, bro. That's my thought. Yes, sir. Apostle Walker, same question. How do we develop a closer relationship with other believers or ministers? You have the floor. Well, right. Well, my brothers, I, I think that was a very good uh, test. But I think what we have to do, really, uh, that I've learned this over the years, you cannot come off as though you're superior to other people. People right. have to know that right. you, you know, no matter what your title and position is, that you're 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 flesh and blood, and you've experienced something. And the good, the good, the bad, and the ugly. Sometimes, because right. we carry titles, people like to think that they've arrived, that they're supreme oh. over everybody. And uh, but but you know, my thing is, is you have to, you know, I think about the scripture, and he was talking about Jesus. Um, that he 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 was uh, able to secure people, he was able to help people because why? He was identified with people. Uh, he was touched with the feeling of their infirmities. Sometimes we act like we don't know what sin is. We don't act like we don't we we don't think we we don't act like we know what it is to miss the mark. And how can you be what what he says in Galatians? How can the strong bear the infirmity of the weak? If you don't even know what it is to, to talk wrong, think wrong, or do wrong, I, I think somebody will benefit better from somebody that has some flaws in them than somebody act like they never missed the mark. That person wow. can never help you. So, so, 
You have to come down. The problem is you have too many people that think they're superior to other people. And, uh, you know, they think they're good. When Jesus said to them people, when he was teaching in John 8, and they brought that woman caught in the very act of adultery, the truth of the matter is some things that you and I have done in life, God covered it. But we very well could have been like those people, been exposed, been put out there, uh, been embarrassed. But there's a lot of things that God covers. So I think to make good friendships, we have to let people know that, listen, uh, I'm serious about the things of God. But listen, I know what it is to miss the mark. I know what it is to fall short. Uh, You know what? But God's helped me to get up. He's helped me to be able to overcome my shortcomings, my failures. And I think when you put yourself there, now, not not that somebody's a smoker, you have to smoke to identify, or they curse and you have to curse. I'm not saying that. But what I'm saying is you got to let people know, listen, I've been there, I've done that, perhaps, if you've done it. And, and people appreciate that. But the thing is, we're not going to glorify what we've done. We're just using what we've done as an identification to say, listen, if you're there, I can help you out of there. Because I may have had some experience with drugs, I may have some experience with fornication, I may have some experience with adultery. I, but, but I don't come off with the judge with a gavel. And I think when you start yeah. coming off with a gavel on people, you drive people away. Yeah, that's good. So, so, so I think that's what we have to do. We have to be more of an identification to let them know, hey, I've been there, I missed it, here's how I overcame it. I'm going to lend my experience to help you out. And that's how we put you things. Amen. Chaplain, same question. How do we develop a closer relationship with believe other believers or ministers of the gospel? You have the floor. Amen. 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 Um, <clears throat> There was a dialogue in Matthew 22 with Jesus and the lawyer, about 36 verses or so, and he said, uh, trying to tempt Jesus, which commandments is the greatest? And Jesus told him, love the Lord, like, Lord, love the Lord thy God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength. And the second commandment is like the first, love your neighbor as yourself. And so if the word obedience has been spoken of and some great wisdom has been spoken of, but the Christian, we all have a responsibility. Um, if I'm not in that relationship develop, development stages, my relationship with the Lord, following the word, you know, coming out from among the people who don't want God, making a stand for God, then I'm not going to be able to love my neighbor. I'm not going to treat people right. I'm going to still be the same guy. There's no conversion without his presence. There's no conversion. There's no transforming without the Holy Spirit. It's not going to happen. So we're, we're deceiving ourselves to think church is enough and fellowships are enough. You know, I've been in a lot of fellowships where people weren't, weren't treated right in the house of God, right? So there's something wrong. 
Ain't nothing wrong with the Lord Jesus Christ, but there's something wrong with the individual. So if we obey and we do and we yield this body, which is not an easy thing, but we can do all things through Christ, then God's nature, God's mind, God's spirit is going to consume us and we're going to be more like Christ. If we don't do that, we're not going to be like that. We're going to be like the old man nature. So we got to look at our hearts. We got to evaluate ourselves because God's not going to tolerate us abusing one another. He said to love one another. He said to serve one another. He said to wash each other's feet. He said to fellowship. You know, he said to esteem one another more highly than yourself. You know, that's not happening a lot. Yeah. You know, we got to get back to basics of what Jesus taught us. Be willing to lay this flesh our minds at the feet of Jesus Christ. And I believe, according to scripture, there will be a transforming, a transformation of the mind, a softening of the heart. You're going to start seeing people through the eyes of Jesus. Now, I've seen this in the prisons for a long time. I know God's word is true. How these brothers are treating each other once they get touched by the Lord and it's, it's over. So that's my take on it, brothers. Amen. Well, we got another minister in the house. He is a youth pastor all the way from California with his hat on fleek. Ladies and gentlemen, we got Nehemiah Fulbright in the building. What's good? Same question, brother. How do we develop a closer relationship with other believers or ministers? You have the floor. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Uh, give honor to God, uh, who's the head of my life, of course, my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Uh, that is his name. That is the name I call on. That is the name by which all men must be saved. Uh, I praise God for just being here, Pastor Newton. Yes, I do have my hat on, and it is on fleek. <laughs> but hey, <laughs> but hey, y'all, I just I just want to come to you and be real because what the men of God have said, I've heard a little bit. I'm, I do apologize. I do a, uh, online teaching with the, the the youth of my church. Uh, I do that, you know, because sometimes I get to miss out on the beginning of the service. So a lot of things have been said. Uh, that and uh, some things I might repeat what's already been said because I believe the spirit is saying the same thing, so I just want to be in unity. And uh, you know, when it comes to having a relationship with other believers and other ministers, you know, one of the first things that the Bible says that if you want friends, you have to first yourself be friendly. So, uh -oh. I in order for you to have a relationship with somebody else. You first have to make sure that you have a relationship with yourself and that you qualify for that term friend. When you think on yourself, are you this person that's nice? Are you kind? Are you patient with yourself? Some people can't even be patient and kind with themselves. Some people don't love themselves. So if you're not those things, but you want somebody else to be that to you, you're fooling yourself. It's no way you can have a good relationship and you're not that yourself. You know what I've noticed is that, you know, we teach doing to others as we want done unto us, right? 
But a lot of us don't do that. A lot of us nope. in relationships, we're petty. We're going to do unto you like you're doing unto me. Wow. You know? And the Bible never changed. It never says that we're allowed to do that. You know? We have to constantly be those people that I would say can be the stronger one. If you are a friend and you want friends, okay? First of all, the Bible says that we shouldn't want anything. For the Lord is our shepherd, we shall not want. So we shouldn't really be out here just thinking, oh, I need this in my life. If you're thinking that, your thinking is wrong. You don't need that. But God will connect us with people. God has not made it to where this is a life of isolation. He actually wants us to have a relationship with other people. He tells us to, to fellowship with other people. And so if you're keeping God's word and remember that, when I fellowship with my brother, I want to remember that I have to treat them how I want to be treated. That I have to first show myself friendly. I have to first show myself to be this loving person. And I can't never switch it up that while I'm treating Pastor Chris nice and he's coming at me rude, that now I have the okay and the go-ahead to now be rude to him. I never had that okay. I have to keep on treating him how I want to be treated. And the Bible says if we keep on loving those people that's hurting us, then it will be like hot coals on their head. Because God is the one that's going to avenge you. But you can't be thinking like that. You can't be thinking that, hey, people have to treat me good. And people are going to treat me good. Because that is a, it's a lie. So in order for us to have a relationship with people, we first have to have a relationship with ourselves. And we have to be treating ourselves and constantly being mindful that if I want a good relationship, I have to show these things and I have to be these things, everything that I want. Some of us in relationships, we want people to be faithful to us. But are you faithful? Yeah, yeah. You want people to call you all the time. But do you call other people? You want people to give unto you. But are you giving to somebody else? So you always have to keep that in mind. Praise the Lord. Back to you, Pastor Chris. Wow. See, this this is a heavy one because a lot of us don't know how to treat each other. This is all part going back to how do I have a relationship with God or Jesus when I can't keep one? Yeah, that's the problem because we get so caught up, especially in churchdom. Yeah, I made that up. In churchdom, we have this sort of culture. Like I said earlier, we have this crab effect problem where we want one person to not get so high, so we try to pull them down to keep us on our level. Or we feel, like Apostle said, we feel superior, so therefore we feel like we need to keep a foot on our neck. But that's not having a relationship. If you realize if everyone was really ironing, sharpening iron and really loving each other as Christ love, loves us, can you imagine the power that can go forth in just us having common relationship with each other? I'll wait. But see, that's the problem. We don't want to get along with each other. We get all egotistical and, and all this nonsense 
that we take God out of the equation. And because I got all these accolades, you need to bow down and worship me. Uh-oh. I got in trouble with that one. We done lost like 10 people with that comment. But I'm just saying, it's the truth. We want to. We have this worship me complex where we feel that it's necessary to have all these people listen to what I have to say. Well, see, there's a problem with that. How are you growing if you expect everybody to listen to you? How are you growing? How are you having relationship with God if you think everybody else that's listening to you have to listen to every word you say, but yet when they ask you a question, uh-oh, or they want some answers, uh-oh, you feel intimidated, uh-oh, because they're coming to you as a as a, a, a soon-to-be leader or a minister because they're hungry. That's why they come to you, pastor, bishop, apostle, minister. They come to you because they are hungry. And if our relationship with God is stale, we can't be friendly with each other. That's stale. And because me and Pastor Sego aren't down with the $300 state club, uh uh-oh, that's stale. So you want to get mad when God takes ministries like this and elevates them. Why? Because they care, one. Two, they have relationship, real relationship. See, I can talk to Pastor Sego. I can talk to Apostle Walker. I could be Chris. I don't have to be Pastor or the Psalmist voice. If I got an issue or if I have a question, I could be real with it. I don't have to put on airs and put on facades and have all this nonsense. Look, I have a problem. And they'll be straight up and real and tell me the practical. And they'll guide me to the truth in the biblical. That's how we're supposed to be. But we don't want to be that. We don't want to show that we're exposed because we've arrived, like Apostle said earlier. Uh-oh, let me get off this. We don't lost everybody with that. Anyway, um, uh, here we go. Let, let me go. So we acknowledge when we have done wrong, of course, we seek for forgiveness. That's the common thing that we do. You have to constantly go before God. It's a daily thing. It's not one day, boof, two minutes in the microwave, press the start button, and you are walking on clouds. You floating. No. You have to have relationships. We spend time in conversation, but how much quality time do we spend? Are we talking about the Super Bowl? Uh-oh. I'm getting in trouble with that one, too. Uh, are we talking about how big my congregation compared to yours? How many Facebook likes and views I get compared to yours? How many hats that's on fleek like Pastor Nehemiah's? My, my hat only got one, and you got a whole collection, so I'm mad at you. See, it's the nonsense we argue about. Just saying. It's little nonsenses that we can't have an open heart with each other. We can't listen to each other. We can't acknowledge when we're having a, 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 a breakdown or we're feeling some kind of way. We're in a funk. 
we can't be sensitive enough with each other as ministers or as believers because we're too busy on our own agenda. Uh Uh-oh. Now, we seek to treat everyone the way God treated us or the way he treats us, right? Now, this is not really the case, especially in the modern-day church. Uh Uh-oh. I'm, I'm hitting the church now. Uh-oh. Here we go. So, this is the problem. There are few churches that aren't subject to and in danger of certain amount of false teaching when it comes to relationships. But Jesus calls us to speak the truth in what? Uh-oh. I'll wait. Speak the truth according to the doctrine of the pastor of the house? No. Uh, speak the truth according to what the psalmist says? No. Uh, no. Speak the truth in the big word we've lost in the last 15, 20 years as church organizations. Y'all want to know the word, right? It's called love. <laughs> Uh-oh, yeah, love. That's the big word that we have an issue with. Now, of course, let me throw some Bible in here because I don't want to just think y'all, I'm going off my own dome piece. So here we go. We got Ephesians chapter 4, verse 15. Now, I'll read it from the passage translation. I just love the way it translates the word. That's just my thing. But anyway... You can read it in your own version, whatever you feel comfortable with. So, I'm going to read the first statement here in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 15. But instead, we will remain strong and always sincere in our love as we express the truth. All our direction and ministries, uh-oh, let me go back. All our direction and ministries will flow from Christ. No, wait a minute. Now you talking you talking blasphemy now, uh, Thomas. You mean to tell me, wait a minute. It says all our direction and ministries will flow from Christ as led and led us deeper unto him, the anointed head of his body the church. Now, the church, physical body, that's the church. The actual church building, okay, but I think he's talking about the personal you, the church, not the building, the church. So, what happened, gentlemen? I got a problem here. We have, we are told here that all our direction and ministries will flow from Christ as led and let us deeper unto him. Now, here's the first question with this. Pastor say, go, help me understand. Why is all our direction and ministries flowing from the pulpit? Uh-oh. I'm going to get in trouble with that one. Uh, Pastor say, go, help me out with that one a little bit. Because, uh, yeah. Uh, I'm going to get in trouble with that statement But I I need some feedback here Because I think someone wants to know 
You have the floor. Hmm. So, so you say how is it flowing from the pulpit? You 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 did say how, right? Yeah. How how how, how? how are directions? Yeah. How how are directions? Oh wow. And ministries flow. It says here in the scripture that all our direction and ministries will flow from Christ. I'm just paraphrasing. Uh, we can read yeah, on. Yeah. So, what's the problem? We're flowing Man. in the in the apostolic. No disrespect intended. We're flowing within the Baptist. We're flowing in the denomination. We're even flowing in the Rama word from pastor on the pulpit. So please enlighten me. The scripture says one thing. Why are we on a whole different level in relationship? You have the floor. Man, man, look, let me tell you. I'm, I mean, this, this is real talk. You know, you 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 really know how how I get down, right? So, yes, hey, look, I think it's 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 coming it's coming from self, man. It's it, it is it is it is coming from 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 out of out out of self. All right. Uh, what, 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 what they want to say, uh, how they want to say it. Uh, they, 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 they develop so much, uh, traditionalism that the, that, that the, 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 the traditionalism is taking over and being the forefront instead of Christ being the forefront, just like the Pharisees. The, uh, G- G- Jesus, Jesus told told the Pharisees, "Look, y'all, y'all so focused on on all this tradition that you that that you stifling the truth of God's word. So everything I, from from what I've seen, a lot of stuff is coming from coming across the pulpit based off of traditionalism, based off of uh, 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 what uh, uh, they want to say. And there's so many. Look at, listen to me. There's so much. Uh, there's so many complications." In our congregations, that nobody knows what the real true denomination is. All right, everybody's so focused on the traditions of denominations. All right, that they're straying away from the truth of Christ. Everybody's so focused on 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 this and, and that, and we have this denomination, and this denomination practices this, and this denomination doesn't. Doesn't uh, d- d- doesn't affiliate with this, and this denomination says you got to have this on. This denomination says you got to have that on, and, and 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 all this stuff is coming across uh, the pulpit, and the people from the pulpit are telling people, well, this is how we do it. Uh, well, 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 Christ didn't do it that way. Well, this is the way we do it. Well, Christ didn't do it that way. Uh, this is the way we say it. Well, Christ didn't say it that way. So what's coming across the pulpit, from the pulpit, is from what I see, not, not, not all, I'm, I'm not saying all, all right, but a very, very uh, strong number is coming across a pulpit in, from traditionalism. And that is not of Christ because we know, we know nowhere in the Bible does Christ say anything about a denomination. Now, if you if if, if we go back and we study and we studied the history of Christianity, we know that there's a lot of things that happened. There was a split because of the 
the, the, the Jewish Christians and the, and, the, and, the, and the Gentile Christians and all of that split happened because of beliefs and, and all that type stuff. And we're seeing the exact same thing right now. We're seeing the exact same thing right now. The history of Christianity started because you had Jewish Christians, you had the Gentile Christians. They couldn't get along, so they split and did their own thing. So now what's happening today? you got so many people that's coming up with all these extra things, all these extra uh, traditions, and now people are splitting, and they, they, they got this going on. Now you got Kojic. Now you got, you got Baptist. You got Pentecostal. Well, we're all Pentecostal. You got, you got, you got, you got Methodists. You got all this type stuff that's going on. Because it's coming across the pulpit, and it's complicating congregations, and it's confusing the people, and the people don't know what the true denomination is, and the people don't know that 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 this that these traditions aren't of Christ, and you can't build these relationships. These relationships are not happening because of that exact fact. Because of that that exact fact. Because of because if if you're not cogent, then I'm not going to associate associate with a with a with an interdenominational church. All right, if you're if you're non-denominational, I'm not going to associate with an interdenominational church. Or if you if if you if you if you if, if the Methodist, I'm not going to associate with a Baptist church. And we know Baptists, no 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 harm to anybody, but we know Baptists don't 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 fool with too many other people unless it's Baptist. That this is the truth because I grew up Baptist. So I know. So what's coming across these pulpits, man, is a lot of is, is brothers and sisters and everybody's listening. Is a lot of tradition, and these traditions are causing a lot of confusion. And Jesus has warned us, just like Jesus warned the Pharisees. Jesus has warned us that we got to do better, that we have to do better. Amen. Apostle, how is our direction? And ministries flow from the pulpit. That's why our relationships are jacked up now, because we're doing our own thing. So I need your take on this. What happened? You have the floor. Well, I I, I think I have to say this. Uh, I think we have to be very mindful of how we put this, because you have pros, you have cons, you have positives, you have negatives. Of course, we got yeah. some people that abuse things, but if we if we go to the scriptures, the whole purpose of the fivefold ministry was um, it was towards perfecting of the saints, wasn't it? For the work of the ministry, for the edifying yeah. of the body of Christ. So, to a certain degree, certain things should come from the pulpit. But what has happened in many cases is we can't let it be all cases. There's been a lot of hypocrisy that has come from mm-hmm. pulpits. And a lot of, as my brother said, there's a lot of uh, traditionalism that has come from the pulpit. But, but the same way, we cannot, we can't throw out what God has intended. Um, Correct. Just like a, again, a mother and a father, they're designed to guide the children. The children don't know what to look at. These people that come in ministry, they're dirty, and they need to be. Uh, when you go to Acts 20, Paul says, "I know when I leave here." When he dealt with those Ephesians about two years, he said, "My leave I know Raven's rules to the man and try to scatter the flock. But the Holy Spirit has made you overseers. See, there's a place for us there. It's just that yes. when people overstep their place, when they overstep the place and don't do according to what the Scripture has done, and it, for instance, if um, 
the whole purpose of leadership is is to train and teach they keep people accountable. But when leadership misses the mark, they don't want to be accountable to the same thing. They want to tell people what to do, but they will not allow nobody else to tell them what to do. I started this ministry. Uh-oh. Listen, you like it, you go ahead and step off. But that's not the way it's supposed to be done. That causes a split. It causes yep. a split in the ministry. Do you remember when uh, Reho Bowen, when he wouldn't uh, listen to the old man's counsel uh, after Solomon, his father, died, he wanted to do what the young man did. When he did that, the other people began to say, this, this king don't really care about us. What did it do? It split the kingdom. So you had the northern and the southern kingdom. So what I'm saying is when you have leaders that are that are irresponsible, uh, yes, things should flow from the, from the pulpit. It should do. But in every minister, you have not just one leader. You have a, a plurality of leaders. The reason that you have more than one leader is you may have a senior leader, but the rest of the leaders hold that leader into place. This is what's missing in a lot of churches. So, so I, I'm not going to come down with the gavel in the, in the yeah. pendulum and cut it off. But what I'm saying is some people have abused their power, as we've seen in a lot of instances, and that's, that's caused a lot of issues. Now, let, let me say this, Pastor Chris. Earlier you said yes, something, and I'll give you, I'll give you an uh, analogy or something. Uh, you said earlier that uh, the Scripture says, for where there are two or three gathered in my name, I'm there in the midst. Many people take that to me when they come to the service, and there's only two or three people there for the prayer meeting or the Bible study. They'll say, well, the Bible said we're two or three in the, you know, gather together in my name. I'm in the midst. But, but, Uh-oh. what he was talking about, but what he was talking about when you look at that 18th chapter of Matthew, he wasn't talking about when you come together, I'm in the midst for a good Holy Ghost service. He was talking about, he was talking about an argument here. He was talking about a disagreement. When uh, your brother trusts that, go to him. Tell him it's false between you and him. He don't hear you. Take one or two more. That in the mouth of two or three witnesses. He don't hear you. Take it to the, the, and I believe this was a Jewish assembly at this time, and the translator put church. But but the bottom line, he says, I, I, I say unto you that we're two you shall agree on earth. People have made this into a lot of stuff. What that agreement was and what that gathering was, it was about the same matter. There was a problem between brotherly interaction. Somebody's trying to get it together. He approached the brother one-on-one. He didn't want to hear it. He took it further and got uh, two, two or three more witnesses, went back to the brother. He didn't want to hear it. It comes back to the assembly. Then he starts saying, uh, you know, whatever you bind on earth, people have made that into demonology. He's saying because the brother doesn't want to yield to what the company of believers have determined to be a fault with that brother, he says we're two or three uh, of very last time. Who shall what you shall bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. What they were binding was not demons, but the brother's conduct. Based on his wow. conduct of not going to get things right, he says what the, the church. The, the elders have the right to bind him. In other words, stop him from working because he mm. refused to see his misstep. So he goes on to say, so we're two or, two or three gathered together in my name about what? That same misstep 
I'm there in the midst of that the sanction that I'm here with them. That's what he's talking about. That's what true leadership wow. is about, the doing proper correction about it. See, you always learn something new. See, this is what I'm talking about. Just that phrase has been rampant in the church to the point that now we had a clear revelation of that. Just saying. But anyway, I got two more. I, I got two more opinions, and we're running out of time. Thank you, Apostle, for that. That was awesome. Chaplain, same question applies. You have the floor. Man, this is uh, some good, good, good word, good wisdom, good knowledge, man. I'm, I'm, I'm learning. I'm, you always got to be humble when you're around other ministers because there's always something to learn. Um, Real quick, Jesus had this problem in his day. He went to the synagogue. They gave him problems and he moved in the, in the anointing of healing and expressing the kingdom in that way. There wasn't anything wrong with the synagogue per se, but the people running the synagogue had their own agenda. And that's what happens with us today. Uh, we need the pulpit. We need the church. We need the local church. We need all that. But when man deviates from the, the will of God, the kingdom of God, the anointing, then he starts to create his own kingdom, his own agenda, his own building bigger bonds. And that's where the problem lies, because that's exactly what happened in Jesus' day. They wanted to crucify him, they wanted to kill him, they wanted to stop him, they had a problem with him anointing and healing people, blessing people on the, on the Sabbath. It was just problem after problem because their hearts were not for God. That simple, and then Jesus got tired of you. See, just like your father, the devil. You know, there was a lot of things being done against him uh, that were traditionally done in terms of the synagogues and the Judaism. But you have to make room for the Holy Ghost. We can do all the ministry in the world, but we don't make room for the Holy Ghost. Jesus is not in it, and that's that was the problem. So. Everybody said some wonderful stuff. I'm going to end it right there. But this is not nothing new, man of God. This is this happened in Jesus' day. But let's watch what oh, he yeah. dealt, how he dealt with it. He took the ministry to the people in the street. Amen. That's right. That's right. Yep. Amen. Pastor Nehemiah, your thoughts on this, man, is getting straight crazy. You have the floor. Amen. So again, the, the question is, is how is the word being delivered from the pulpit? No. Uh, how, how is our direction and ministries flow from the pulpit? Because it's in a direct link of our relationship with God. But we got a lot of stuff coming out the pulpit that's totally so you have the floor. Amen. So I, I just want to uh, remind the people that the word of God is has is constantly over and over again warning us about false prophets, false teachers. And uh some are some are actually correct, but some are just operating in error. You know, some some are actually becoming that place to where when Jesus went into the temple, he was so upset because he saw that they had made the house of prayer into a place of den a den of thieves. They have transformed it. And so now it's just becoming to where from that pulpit, it's become a place to where man has put so much value on that. 
and looking at that as a place of elevation and promotion. And once I have that place or that platform, my mindset has changed. It's now that pride has sunk in, just like it sunk into the devil. And so now they're no longer speaking from a place of love of Jesus. They're speaking from a place of authority, that I have authority. I have power. When we know that all power, all authority belongs to Christ. But so many men get in this place, and they look at it as such an elevation, such a promotion, that now I can speak to the people as I'm the king. And that's what a lot of people relate to a pastor as. So many people, when they get in that position from the pulpit, they want to now speak about King David. You know, They want to be in that place to where I'm like King David. Things have to be done to where I can basically do whatever I want to do because I'm a man after God's own heart. But no, you have to remember that humility is where it starts. Humility, preaching God's word. Keep it simple. Keep it plain. Speak God's word. When Jesus went into the temple, he declared the word of God and he closed it. And he said, today this scripture has been fulfilled. He didn't say nothing else. But when they heard that, like the, like the man of God just said before, when, when, when the people are hearing this, they're being led by these people that they esteem to be like. They are looking at these preachers and pastors and looking at them that they're in a position like a king, and they want to become the king. So now they want to listen to whatever the king says because they want people to listen to them. And it's coming into a – that's what's harming the relationship because I no longer want to submit to one another because I don't see the king – and I'm putting air quotes – I don't see the king submitting to nobody else. I see the king is doing whatever they want to do. And when we get into a relationship with other people, we want to be the king. We don't want to submit ourselves one to another. We want people to take heed to what we feel and what we see in our own private interpretation. Because we've been deceived. We've been let off guard. Because we let the enemy come in. And take over just with that simple thing, that simple temptation that, hey, if you will worship me, I'll give you all the world. And a lot of us couldn't overcome that temptation. We couldn't overcome that because we saw, we saw what he had to offer, and we went for it. And so it now affects so many relationships to where we see the leader who is supposed to be the leader where really technically we don't have to live like that. We don't have – our leader is Christ. The same thing that that man of God is speaking to you, it shouldn't be something new. It should be a confirmation. Yeah. Why? Because the exactly. Lord of God, his spirit is given to each and every one of us. But then again, it goes to show that we're not studying to show ourselves approved. Men are lazy. My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge because they have rejected it. Not because it's not available to them, because God is speaking to each and every one of us. But we rejected the knowledge. Right. We don't want to spend the time to study. We'll rather do everything else in the book. Like you said, we'll go watch the Super Bowl. Oh, we'll do everything to get to that Super Bowl, but we'll do nothing to just open up our Bibles and read for 10 minutes. Got Just to hear what God says. We want to just believe our own, and that's the, that's the scary part. We all want to get caught up into our own perception of what we think it is. Not yeah. what God says it is. We all have to interpret something in some type of way, and we have to say, nope, this is what it is. It's nothing wrong with having your opinion as long as your opinion is lining up to the, what the Word of God says. 
But once it Got comes him. off of that, are you trying to change it into be something else? And now you're standing on your opinion like it's Bible. Then you know what? You found yourself on a sinking foundation. Your opinion is not the solid rock. Your opinion is wow. sinking sand. And that's when you start to think, mm. and everybody who's looking at you because you are that leader that God has promoted, but you let yourself fall. Now those people are being led by the blind, the blind leading the blind. And you can't mm. be in a relationship being blind. That's why Jesus came and said that he has to heal the, the blind. He came to mend the brokenhearted because all those people are brokenhearted. They are blind. They are captives. To all their trauma, all the things, all their wrong thinking, thinking that they've been taught all their lives, but they refuse to renew their minds because the people love darkness more than the light. That's why they wanted to get mm. rid of Jesus. And that's one of the main reasons and a problem with the pulpit is that it's being taught from a place of pride. It's not being the word not God is not being channeled through humility and through simpleness of heart. Mm. Well, I'm going to lay the final comment in regards to because we are running out of time and this is getting juicy. But the problem is hurt people hurt people. Now, you heard that before. You heard it in the church sometimes. Even you heard it maybe in in the secular world. But there's some truth to that because a lot of times we hold hurt. In our heart And then it's transferred To the people So therefore you're hurting people They're hurting people And the the list goes on and on But here's my final thought Our first love Is the love Christ gave us For God and each Other So we should be zealous For the truth But the zeal should be tempered so that we are always speaking the truth in love. We will in all things grow up unto him who is the head. That is Jesus Christ. That's my final thought. I got to put a pin right there. So family, we going to go around the table Pastor say go your final thought We'll go to apostle then we'll go to Chaplain then we'll go to a pastor Nehemiah and we're gonna get out of here You have the floor sir Hey man Just look good good lesson on the day Man I, I pray that uh, that Everybody learns something we all Should be we all should just, just Be able to glean from everything uh, Might have different outlooks different Thoughts uh, but we should all be able to glean from each other, and, uh, and 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 God continues to illuminate God's word through our conversation. So, blessing everybody, I salute you. Well, uh, I, I think the, I think the young man said that we uh, again, what you want, you have to, you know, when the Bible says do unto others as you would have them do unto you, it doesn't necessarily mean that they will do it, but you keep doing as you would have them do unto you. And, and that that would be the rule, a golden rule. Uh, they may not be who you are because you're a designer original, but uh, we we got to at least try to work with people. You have the strength, you have the insight, and because you have it, you're the strong. You got to bear the infirmity of the weak. Uh, you, everybody's not where you're at. 
the little burden that lies on you. You have to give up yourself. And uh, we thank God for this topic, very interesting, very enlightening words that were said. Until next time, God bless you. And thank you, brothers, for allowing me to share it. Amen. Chaplain, final thoughts. Man, great program, great words, great wisdom, great knowledge. And uh, we just got to take heed, man, continue to implement, execute, set your hearts, stay at the altar, and let the kingdom shine through us in such souls. Amen. Amen. Pastor Nehemiah, final thoughts. Amen. Praise God. I, I just thank God for all the men of God on the line right now, for all the the, the keys that they've given. I feel like I, I'm like that janitor with a big key ring, and all these keys have been said. <laughs> Every word that came out their mouths is so heavy, and uh, this is real deep, but it's it's true, and it's, it's one of those things to where we have to remember it's not all. You know, there's not all. There's a lot of good word and a lot of good teaching that's coming out there, and I believe the man of God focused on that. And so that would be something I want to remind you of is that it's not all churches that are speaking in this type of manner to where there's hurt coming from it. There's actually like when God sends his word, healing goes forth. Just if somebody was to send send the word, if the person behind sending that word, if their condition is jacked up, that's on them and the Lord. That's between them and the Lord. But the word that goes forth. It can still bring life. It can still bring healing. And let let you remember that to to hear the word, recognize the word. So in order for you to do that, you must first know your word. Praise God. Amen. Well, family, that was heavy. Don't take our word for it. Read it for yourself. That's what we always try to convey. This word is for. Everybody, the more you eat it, the more fat you get in the spirit, the more clarity you get. God will send people in your life to give you that next level in the spirit. I'm not talking about next level of blessing and all that nonsense. I'm talking about spiritual prosperity. See, we're in a place of spiritual bankruptcy. Uh Uh-oh. That's a whole nother lesson in itself. So we have to understand that in order to get out of that, we must first die to ourself, and then we can obtain the spiritual prosperity that God designed in the first place. If we can't love each other with God, then we can't love each other at all. I'm not talking about hold your hands and sing kumbaya. I'm talking about seeking the first love, which is Christ. And in turn, he will turn your life upside down and bring you closer to him. So, family, I'm done. So, remember, you are more than you think and greater than you heard. And, of course, got to give a shout-out to the men of God on the panel. We got Pastor Say Go. We got... Uh, Apostle Dr. Forrest L. Walker We got Chaplin in the building Pastor Nehemiah in the building And I'm your boy The Psalmist Voice And always remember You are more than you think And greater than you heard So we're out of here We're going to have Dodger take us out With If My People So family we love you Praise God for you We pray for you during this week And remember you are more than what you think 
you are. Seek God, and he will come to you. God bless you, family. We'll see you next week. God bless you. Whether you're coming or you're going, there's decisions you're facing. Right Happy day, sad day. I know he can't make it better. When I hear my father say, It's my people who will call by my name, will pray and seek my face. It's my people who will call by my name, will love me with the Central Texas.